welcome to Play Hard and Love Big Radio, the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and SUP in Folsom, California. We aim to share stories, people, and experiences that we feel will help you live your best life and inspire you to make shifts that give you purpose and passion. Thank you for joining in. I am super excited today to have a dear friend on as a guest, Krista Gunn. And Krista, for those of you that are regulars at Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup, you will know that she used to work for us until she moved, which was heartbreaking. Uh, but we're so happy for her because her move was, uh, you know, what she really wanted to do. So uh, it's really great to still be able to connect with you, Krista. And thank you for being here. Um, I just want to start by asking you how you got into yoga and um, just start there. Let's just start there. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to be on here and to still be a part of the Spotted Dog Yoga community. Um, I found yoga my senior year of college, and uh, it was actually like a team building exercise. I was a college cheerleader at Georgia Tech, and my cheerleading coach had been like, hey, I'm, all, I'm going to yoga. Does everyone on the team want to come? No pressure, but if you want to come, then come to this class with me. Um, they're going to do it for us for free, and I fell in love with it. And, uh, that very weekend, I think it was Labor Day, um, weekend. So coming up on a yoga anniversary for me and the next time I went back, I just went back by myself. I was like, I've got to see more about what this is all about. And I went into the next class. It was super packed. It was super humid. I was living in Atlanta at the time. And before I even walked out the door, I signed up for an unlimited membership, but I've, I've never looked back. That's so awesome. And you also obviously did training. So how did you decide to get into being a teacher? Yeah. So, um, I was a member at, um, Atlanta hot yoga for about a year. And then my boyfriend at the time, now my husband, Ben, um, was graduating from pilot training and he was finding out what his first air force base was that he was going to be stationed at. And we got picked for Charleston. And so I knew I wanted to continue taking yoga in Charleston and just Google searched power yoga in Charleston and Charleston power yoga was the first hit. And I walked in and immediately I knew that's exactly where I needed to be. I didn't even look at any other studios. And it was about two years of practicing myself there. And we had found out we were going to be moving away from Charleston early. We were supposed to be here for four years and we were only here for two and I knew also that we were going to North Dakota and I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do in North Dakota job wise? And I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't know if there's any cheerleading programs there because cheerleading is not really popular in um, North Dakota as much as it is in the South or maybe the East Coast or the West Coast. And so I was like, well, I could take yoga with me. And at the time there were no yoga studios even in the town I lived in in North Dakota. So I took a... Um, summer intensive teacher training that they do at Charleston Power Yoga. It's a, it was a month long, Monday through Friday, 200 hours for four weeks. And the day after I graduated teacher training, my parents and I drove 30 plus hours from Charleston to North Dakota. And I knew it was part of what I wanted to do. Because growing up, I had you know, helped at the cheerleading gym I was a part of and had taught their, you know, recreation classes. And I was a swim coach in high school. That was my high school summer job. So I knew I wanted to do something helping others and coaching or teaching others. And yoga just seemed like the best fit of what I could take 
with me no matter where we lived because I knew even if we got stationed overseas I could still teach yoga I might have to learn a different language but I could still teach yoga and so that's how I got into teaching yeah and I know we've talked about this before but can you talk a little bit about how yoga has helped you as someone who has moved a lot (laughs) maybe a lot more than most people do in a short period of time with your husband having been in the military um how yoga has helped you kind of adjust and find community when you move. Yeah. Yoga is the first piece that feels like home whenever we move somewhere. Um, I started teaching yoga at a CrossFit gym in North Dakota and I quickly became a part of that community. And then, um, in our decision to move after North Dakota, we could, you know, California was one option and Texas was another option. And we actually put in for California based on the fact that there was a Baptiste yoga studio there. And so I, that I knew that that was going to be my one solid grounding piece to wherever we moved. And then as long as I had a yoga studio to go to or somewhere I could teach yoga and create my own community that everything else while stressful um, and it's hard being away from family, I knew that if I had yoga, that everything else would just fall into place and I would be okay. Yeah. And you found us from meeting someone at a program, a Baptist program, but then you did a 40 day to personal revolution with us virtually before you even moved and came, became a kind of a part of the, our community before we even moved to California. And we are going to be doing a 40 days to personal revolution in October. So I'm curious uh, about your experience of 40 days to personal revolution and how that kind of got you ingrained in the community at Spotted Dog. Yeah, I had known about 40 days prior to getting um, to Spotted Dog or being at Spotted Dog. I was a member at, you know, Charleston Power Yoga is a Baptiste yoga studio. Um, I'd also been at Minnesota Power Yoga. But they had always been on weeknight evenings. And as a cheerleading coach or CrossFit coach, I was always coaching on weeknight evenings. And so I'd never really had the opportunity to do it until y'all Spotted Dog Yoga did the one on Zoom um, during COVID. And I was like, oh my gosh, this would be perfect because I want to get to know the Spotted Dog community because I know that's where we'll be. And also I've never done 40 days and I've always wanted to do it. And so it was so great just getting to know everybody because I'd seen, you know, the Spotted Dog Yoga community. I followed y'all on Instagram and I had met a couple people um, at a level one program, but to really get to know everybody a little bit better before I even got there just made our move to California so much. It made it so much easier for me. Yeah. And what did you get from the program when you took Uh, it? Yeah, it was a perfect time. I mean, you know, during COVID um, to really have something to keep me in a routine um, because I wasn't working. My husband wasn't working. We were both kind of stuck at home. And so it kept me in my routine of meditation and yoga, even though I wasn't able to physically be in a space and gave some structure to my day. Cause I'm a planner and organizer. I like to have structure and I like to have a routine and the 40 days program that first time I did it gave me the structure when we had no idea what was going on in the world or what was going to be next. Yeah. And why do you think routine is important for people? I think that routine is important because it helps you stay aligned with your purpose. If you have a goal or something that you're trying to achieve 
or purpose in your career or with your family by sticking to a routine, it keeps you aligned with that goal. Because there's been several times in my life where I've fallen off the routine. I mean, for example, moving, you have to kind of recreate a new routine every time you move. But if you can stick with that routine, you're going to keep yourself focused on that goal or that purpose instead of just being like, oh, I think I'll do this today. Um, and I've even seen it, you know, with my husband transitioning out of the military, who's taken some time off from working. And at first he was kind of like, oh my gosh, what I have all this free time. I get to do all these things. And then after a couple months, he was like, okay, like, what's my purpose? Like now that I'm out of the military and now that I have, you know, no one to report to or a specific work schedule that I have to follow. And, um, he was like, I've got to do something to get myself back into a routine. And so I've seen it both ways of myself having too rigid of a routine and beating myself up for not following the routine to a T. And then I've also seen it, um, of, you know, not having a routine and kind of feeling lost. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's important that you say that because it's, I think routine is really important, but it's important to have balance and to give yourself compassion and grace. If you have a day, or a couple days or whatever, you know, like where it just doesn't work out or maybe a lot of days where what you want to do, maybe it doesn't always work out as you plan, but it's important to have balance, but it is important to have structure. And so that like, it's like that, it it reminds me of like what we talk about in yoga, stira, sukha, strength and softness, like having the routine and structure, but also being malleable within that structure. Yeah. And I really had to practice that this summer. Um, I manage a, I help manage a gymnastics gym out here in Charleston now. And we were really short staffed this summer and we had for, you know, a host of different reasons, staff call out. And I was the one as a manager that needed to step in and fill in for them. And so I would have it on my calendar, you know, to go to a yoga class or go, you know, do a workout. And I really saw the difference in, not being able to stay committed to my regular yoga practice because I needed to be at work at a certain time. And it really affected me mentally and physically um, to just have to take us, put that on the back burner for a moment. And then now I'm getting back into that routine and back into my practice. And I just feel a world of difference in terms of my mental clarity and being able to be present for people and just feeling good in my body. Yeah. And sometimes it like requires that we get out of balance in order to understand the importance of being in balance or having that routine or structure or commitment to exercise and health and that kind of thing. I think, I mean, I've experienced that in my life. Like sometimes it's that I have to have that imbalance and feeling of, oh, I don't feel great. I'm tired. I'm stressed in order to understand how, just how important it is that I take care of myself. Yeah. And I've really learned to listen to my body. Like in the past, I would, you know, either beat myself up or I would wake up early and exhaust myself just to get a workout in or just to get, you know, whatever I needed to get in. And now I've learned that like, okay, I know the difference between I need to wake up early and work out or I need the extra rest. It's okay that I don't work out today or I don't, you know, get to yoga. It doesn't have, and I've also learned that it doesn't have to be a specific amount of time. It doesn't have to be an hour long practice or an hour long workout. It can be 15 minutes. It can be 20 minutes. And if I can just get on my mat or get outside and go for a walk, then I feel so much better than I would have trying to like, you know, stay within that box of, um, an idea of what I thought had to happen. Yeah. That's, that lands for me. When we first moved, 
I had my vision of me doing yoga was like in the studio with the heat, totally uninterrupted, totally focused because I'm not at home, but having moved and wanting to stay connected and working with the teachers from afar, um, I had to re like, I had to readjust my vision of what my practice is. And I think it's so great you pointed that out because it not only does it not have to be any certain length of time, it doesn't have to be in any certain place. Like ideally, that's what I would like where I would like it to be, but it's not. And so I can do it at home and I can have a good experience and I can have a day where I don't have time to do a full hour long class and I can just do a quick like 20 minute self practice or something like that. So I think that's really important to point out that sometimes it's like, we just can't be so attached to it looking a certain way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, it's interesting, maybe, I don't know, have you had fun moving a lot? Is that something that's been okay for you guys? Like it's been all right, because you love to travel. So I'm wondering if the fact that you've been someone who moves around a lot comes easier because you guys like to travel. Uh, yes and no. I grew up traveling. I started, um, you know, skiing when I was three. Um, and so we would fly out to Colorado. So I was comfortable with traveling. Um, but I never saw myself growing up. I never really saw myself moving out of the state of Georgia where my whole family lives. And then I met Ben and I was like, oh, like maybe like the first word that came to mind was travel. I didn't factor in like, oh, you also have to move a lot. Um, and so as much as I like to control things and be in control, I'm super grateful for the lessons that moving so much taught me. And I've also lived in places that I would have never picked for myself. They were picked for me, but I met a lot of great people, had a lot of great experiences. Um, I got to go, you know, to Guam for two weeks and, um, fly through Japan and I've would have probably never have flown through Japan. I was actually terrified. I wasn't going to be able to read any of the signs. I thought they were all going to be in Japanese, um, but thankfully they were in English too. <laughs> um, so it's been, it's been fun. At first I didn't think it would be. And of course the act of like actually moving is not fun, but being able to be like, oh, we get to go explore a new place. And we loved being in Sacramento. Um, we really wish we had had the chance to get out there earlier because we just loved being so close to San Francisco or like Tahoe and to be able to explore all of Northern California and then still get to travel home and uh, see family and stuff like that was really special. It didn't, wasn't without its challenges. And I learned to, I really learned to let go of things and it was, I wouldn't have traded it. Yeah. And so, okay, what is, this might be put you on the spot, but what is like your favorite trip you've ever been on? Um, a favorite place you've ever gone? Yeah. Um, Guam was pretty unique because it takes a long time to get there. Um, I've personally never been to Hawaii, but it was really cool in that Ben would, you know, work in the morning for a couple hours and then his little house that he was staying at on base was just surrounded by palm trees or whatever tropical tree they have there. And then it was nothing but like golf course and ocean for miles. And he would get off from work and we would, you know, go play golf or we would, you could just 
there was a private beach on base and you could just go pick up snorkel gear and you could just go walk down to the beach and go snorkeling. One night we um, went to dinner at this like beach uh, restaurant slash bar and they had snorkel equipment for you to rent at the beach and if you timed it just right with the sunset sometimes you could see turtles and so we were just kind of swimming around like looking everywhere and then all of a sudden this like little I don't know if it was a baby turtle but it wasn't like a teeny tiny turtle and it wasn't a huge <laughs> turtle either but this turtle just like popped up out of nowhere and I like freaked me out for a second but I was like oh my gosh I would have never pictured myself like going out and looking for turtles while I was snorkeling I'd you know been on a cruise and stuff like that before but I had never seen like a turtle in real life and that was probably one of the coolest experiences to go to Guam get to snorkel whenever we wanted and the weather was just absolutely beautiful and it was a super fun experience and people this is also a really random story but we were at this like hamburger spot and at the time I lived in North Dakota and I'd never lived in California before in my life and the guy checking us out at the register was like are you from California and I was like no and he was like okay you look like a girl I went to high school with and I was like no I'm not from California and then literally that was in 2016 four years later we were moving to California so a lot of people from California I guess they decide it would be fun and they go move to Guam because it's a U.S. territory got it that is interesting how funny sort of like manifested it for you a little bit in some way it sounds like yes. oh my gosh so let tell me what else you love to do when you travel what other kinds of activities you and Ben like to do yeah pretty much um wherever we're traveling um whether it's a ski trip or a cruise or like going to the Bahamas or like even coming home to visit our family the first thing I do is I'm like okay is there a gym I can go to or is there a is, a, is there a Baptiste yoga studio and if there's not a Baptiste yoga studio like what other yoga studios are nearby and where can I um go take a yoga class. I actually, one year on a ski trip, um, Ben sometimes practices yoga. I can get him in. Um, and one time on vacation, we were in Breckenridge and I was like, Oh, come take a yoga class with me. He actually said like, yes, right away for once. And I was like, Oh, and I can like close my eyes and picture the studio in my mind on main street. Um, and the class that we got to take. And so whenever I travel, that's one of the things I find is, can I go to a yoga studio? And if I can't do they have Wi-Fi so I can do an on-demand class or hop on a Zoom. <laughs> yeah, Nick and I were just out of town and we were talking about the importance of staying active when you're on vacation because like we were talking about earlier, you have a routine and if you like abandon the routine altogether on vacation, I feel like it's so hard to get back into it when you get home. But if you can just keep a little bit of your routine or something that grounds you or something active that makes you feel good on your vacations or on your trips that it really helps in terms of the transition home. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Cause I could tell a difference. Um, even when I go skiing, like skiing is, you know, an active vacation, but at the same time, if I'm not, you know, like stretching or doing yoga or doing something of my normal routine that I can, you know, feel a little beat up, especially after sitting on a plane for so long. Um, if I can, put a yoga mat in my bag I'll squeeze it in um just so as soon as I get off the plane there's something for me to do to like loosen my body back up after sitting for so long yeah 
That's awesome. And um, I know you're really happy to be back in Charleston because you're close to family. I know family is really important to you. So how has it been for you since you moved back? It's been great. It's been a whirlwind. Um, it's been super busy. Some days it feels like we do actually lived here. And then some days I have to remind myself that I'm not on vacation because we would come back. This is where we would come back to see my parents sometimes, see Ben's side of the family. And the first, I think like three or four months, every single day I would drive you know, to work or to the yoga studio. I was like, Oh yeah, I just, I'm going to the yoga studio and then I get to have the whole rest of the day. And I'm like, no, wait, I actually have to be productive. I'm not on vacation right now. <laughs> um, and it's just been so great, you know, being so close to family. I was thinking about it the other day. Usually we'd see my family, um, just cause plane tickets were so expensive. We'd see them maybe twice a year, especially my grandparents. We'd usually see them for Christmas. And then we maybe see them one time in the summer and I've seen my parents for Memorial Day. I've seen my parents for Fourth of July. We'll see them on Labor Day. Um, and we've just gotten, gotten to have so many experiences that we kind of had put on the back burner and had missed out on because we were so far away. Um, and it's really nice now that when family gets married, you don't have to pay an arm and a leg, you know, and plane tickets to fly home for it. And my nieces, um, they live like a mile and a half down the road from us. and my um, youngest niece, Vivian, was over here for like three hours yesterday, just like hanging out with us. And before, I mean, the last time we lived in Charleston, my oldest niece, she had just turned two and in July she turned 10. Um, and so she's grown up quite a bit since we've left, but it's also really cool to be in their lives and be closer to family and get to have those experiences now um, that maybe we had missed out on in the past. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, as much as we miss you, we're so happy for you that you are home kind of, I mean, not where you're re really from, but you're in yeah. the area, you're able to see your family and, um, we're just so happy for you. And thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today, Krista. Uh, this is Play Hard and Love Big Radio, the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup in Folsom, California. You can listen to us on any of your favorite podcast platforms, or you can watch the full episode on YouTube as well. Have an awesome day, and thank you for listening, and see you next time.